Welcome back everyone to this week's finance focused market update. I'm your host Sack Lane and as ever we're going to go over what's been happening in the markets globally last week. So let's just look at the indices first. The S&P 500 hit a midweek high but it's all kind of tailed off towards the end of the week. It fell by 0.3%. The Dow Jones also fell by 0.65% from the midweek rallies. The Nasdaq has also closed uh, lower at 140 with a percentage decrease of 2.2% from the midweek peak. We're attributing this to the large blue chip firms kind of doing poorly in their quarterly returns like Intel and IBM. Both share prices fell by 9 and 10% respectively. And then finally in the UK, the FTSE 100 also closed slightly lower at 0.3% below the flat line. So as ever, we'll start with home. Um, what's the slight dip in the UK? Well, there was a broad-based sell-off as people feared the UK's lockdown is going to be extended uh, further than the expected March deadline. There was also some fears that the EU might restrict internal travel and ban travellers from the UK. As a result, travel stocks have suffered. But then there's also the uh, the retail sales figures for the UK have just been published. Uh, and according to the data published by the Office for National Statistics on Friday, UK retails rose less than expected and the value of sales climbed just 0.3% in December. We kind of expected this. Uh, Christmas w was a period where people were anticipating another lockdown and obviously 2020 was not financially lucrative for a lot of people. So spending was decreased. But interestingly, this 1.9% fall in 2020 was the biggest since records began in 1997. So overall, the, the retail industry has suffered quite significantly from these last minute coronavirus restrictions. And it, it reflects poorly on the UK's public finances as uh, prolonged and tighter restrictions have led to falling revenues and rising spending. Markets have reacted to this with increased volatility due to the speculation regarding lockdowns, as I've just said. On the policy front, there's going to be an expected announcement of a multi-billion pound increase in corporate tax. Uh, so I'll just give you the highlights from that. Everyone's favourite investment banker turned politician Rishi Sunak is expected to announce an increase in corporation tax in the March budget in order to start closing the huge deficit. Now, this, is, this could potentially have some serious repercussions for both the government and corporates alike. Um, an increase in corporate tax will hurt companies uh, and will only be effective if recovery is pretty rapid. And by rapid, I mean March. Uh, if the pandemic lingers longer than expected, the government will need to increase spending in order to assist the further weakened economy. So it's kind of a, a balance between support and also uh, not increasing the public debt severely such that after we recover, which we will, we're not crippled by debt. And then some, some updates on Europe. More and more countries are going to lockdown, unfortunately. Uh, COVID is catching a second wind, it seems. Um, we can see activity slowing sharply in Germany and France as lockdowns take a toll on the economy. According to a widely watched survey of companies, the drop in Eurozone business activity has deepened further. Uh, as tighter restrictions are imposed, the pandemic's dragging effect on the block looks to be pointing towards a double-dip recession. The IHS Market Flash Composite Purchasing Managers Index, bit of a mouthful, we'll call it the PMI for short, for the Eurozone has dipped 1.6 points to 47.5 in January. Just to give you a kind of baseline for those of you who don't know about the PMI, normally a value of below 50 indicates an overall contraction in businesses' activity. So a slightly bleak outlook for the months to come over in Europe. 
So there's going to be some implications of having a low PMI on financial markets. I mean, what use would, a, would it be as an indicator if there wasn't? There's been a sell-off in European equity and the debt market as well. The stock 600 index fell 1% in Friday morning's trading, clearing out the week's gains. The Italian government's bond prices also fell to their lowest level since November. However, the manufacturing sector provided hope as the manufacturing PMI dropped less than expected to 54.7, down from 55.2. If we're looking particularly at policies and government, then there's no better example than what's going on in the USA right now with Joe Biden taking over office. Biden has immediately signed 15 executive actions when he took over the office on the first day, which is surprisingly quick. One of the key actions would be rejoining the Paris Agreement on Climate Change within 20 days and asking agencies to revise their standards to tackle climate change. If you're interested in that kind of thing, check out our podcast coming up with Lucy Acton where we discuss ESG. Uh, We can see that Biden has kept to his promises, especially regarding climate change. Regarding the pandemic and health, Joe Biden has also implemented plans to have a legal requirement for people to wear masks on federal property and calls to Congress to extend the COVID-19 aid. He has also reversed Trump's decision to remove the US from the WHO. So, a busy few weeks for Joe Biden indeed, trying to clear up a lot of Trump's most controversial policies and provide some stability for the markets. He's arguably more predictable in terms of his actions and policies compared to Trump, and this could be beneficial to the markets uh, as it's just easier to predict what's going to happen and we'll see a little less volatility, we hope. And if we're going to look at a key figure then to just summarise all of that, S&P futures have risen 1.4%. That's the best first day reaction to presidential inauguration since 1937. So if we hope President Biden can keep some of this positive momentum going forward. Well, everyone, I hope you found that really informative. It was quite a broad update. The outlook isn't entirely positive, but there are positives to be found within some of the more detrimental uh, aspects of the market do make sure you check out my interview with lucy acton which will be coming out sometime in the next week or so where we talk about esg environmental social governance policies and uh, how that influences finance it's a hot topic right now and we wanted to get it out to you as soon as possible thanks guys